everyone. Welcome to the Golden Ratio Podcast. I am Jen, GR Mom, joined as always by GR Dad. Hi. A man who is lucky to be married to a woman like me who can make a delicious, delicious pina colada like this. I haven't heard that in a while. Like the last three hours. <laughs> so lucky. This drink is delish. I mean, I think you say that when you and you make a particularly good like meal, when you make a good drink, a good queso, that garlic mayo. I'm just like, oh man, this is so good. You're lucky. And to look, be I'm not disagreeing. You're not wrong. <laughs> but it is a refrain. Mm. The cocktail of the week is the pina colada, because I went for a run today. Like in the, I think that's a dangerous spot for that drink. It's like there you go, uh, in the rain. There's a lot of rain. It rained and rained and rained. And then it was like way after dinner time when I finished and one restaurant that's doing takeout. There are a few places actually now that are kind of open around here, but the place that we've gotten takeout from, I was looking at their menu as I was getting ready to drive home and they have they sell these like 32-ounce tubs. So it's like a tub you'd get soup in if you it's got a Chinese takeout. takeout tub, yeah. Yeah, yeah, like a wonton soup takeout tub yeah. uh, of... Like drinks from their slushy, you know, they frozen, like classic frozen yeah. drinks. Um, and so they got a second machine. So they, <laughs> they've only been having one thing. So like we had raspberry margaritas once. They were real good. They were really good. And then, but they've been having like banana daiquiris and stuff that I haven't wanted. And so their menu online and it was like, we got a second machine. So we have like blackberry margaritas or pina coladas. And I was uh. like, oh, I would love a 32-ounce tub of pina colada. So I texted Jared Dad. I'm like, what do you want for dinner? We go order from this place. And Jared Dad's like, how about leftovers? And I was like, okay. And I said, I don't care. And you're like, okay, leftovers it is. I was like, do you want leftovers or are you just suggesting? And you're like, both. And I was like, okay, if you want leftovers, that's fine. Uh, you forced me into it. I'm I would totally would have done takeout too. <laughs> sad about my pina colada. No, and so no, You didn't really mention that in your text. I know. I didn't, you know, because often you don't want a particular thing, but if you do, it usually turns out great. So if you wanted the leftovers, it was fine. But then. I didn't know Pena Colada or not. Yeah, well, hopefully they'll still have them tomorrow. I told them after dinner tonight, I'm like, tomorrow, if they have the Pena Coladas, we're 100% getting Pena Coladas. 32 ounces each. We did. The first time they had it, like, they were doing takeout for a while and they weren't offering drinks. And then they introduced the 32 ounce tub of frozen drink. That's when we got the raspberry margaritas. And I was hosting like an online cocktail party. So normally when I have cocktail parties, like I shake drinks, I make drinks for everybody. It's like very right. impressive because uh, like I know how to mix cocktails. Obviously couldn't do that. So I had mailed. This was epic. It really was. You should, you should explain this because that was awesome what so you we did. We had the party scheduled for May 2nd. And so we were supposed to be up in Maryland. I was going to have all of, you know, all the faculty and staff were invited to come over to our house. I was going to mix drinks for everybody. Those parties always go great. Which you've done, and it's a super success because everyone loves it. You like it. gets you. It's a project. Yeah, and it's like I get to be like, have you ever tried this thing? Do you know what this is? Yeah. Or like, what do you like? What do you like? Let me make you something. And yeah. You know, not that I'm like a professional bartender, but like I know enough that I can make some you stuff know that stuff. people haven't had. Yeah, and you've been in... On the other side of the table with good bartenders doing that for you. So you know love how, it. how it works. Yeah. Yeah. So I have, yeah, it's a, it's always a great time and people really like them. And so obviously we couldn't do it. And so I'm like, okay, well, what's the best thing I can do? 
So I was like, all right, well, we're just going to send the cocktails to everybody. So Such we, a good idea. We went to the Key West Legal Rum, which is where the, all the rum we rave about, where we get it. And they sell these five packs of like different flavors. So Like the, a tasting pack almost. Yeah. So it has um, the coconut rum that we like, a white rum, a dark rum, um, key lime. Sometimes a cinnamon rum. And then a cinnamon is in there. Uh, I do not like cinnamon flavored anything, though I did come up with like a reasonable kind of cocktail with that. <laughs> to take to, to soften the flavor of the cinnamon. It's supposed to be like a fireball kind of rum, which kind is kind of, yeah. You know, I think there are those who like it. There are. Yep. Uh, I did like apple juice, ginger ale, and a little bit of the cinnamon rum, and then it's it's okay. I also found a recipe for a drink called a cinnamon roll, which is basically the cinnamon rum and then uh, cream soda, which is vanilla flavored, which I could see working if you like those things. But anyway, so I made up these little packages where I like got snacks, like local Key West snacks. And so I would send people like two bottles of rum, a package of snacks, a couple cocktail umbrellas. And then I printed up these sheets of like how to make sometimes like a a good idea, rum and Coke or dark and stormy. Or, you know, if you've got some equipment, here's some stuff you can make. And uh, so I mailed out, I mean, 60 packages. Yeah, yeah. So I, you know, I had bought like 110 bottles of rum. Uh, I kept going in and I'm like, do you guys have the five packs? And they're like, yeah. I'm like, can I have 20? And they're like, of course you can. They're like, do you want some extra hand sanitizer? Here, we'll throw some in for you. That's the distillery that has been making (laughs) hand sanitizer. Yeah. Uh, So anyway, we so everybody it was a big hit mailing rum to everybody because it's like crafts and a Zoom meeting, and and it leads to a cocktail party. It's like such a good idea. It it was fun, and we did it on this platform uh, called Shindig, which is like. You can't just sign up for it like Zoom, It's but it's a very cool platform where like you can have someone up sort of presenting, but for everybody who's in there, like you can see all the other participants, and if you click on them, you can go into a private video chat with them. Oh. You can have up to six people in a little group like that, so it's like a small Zoom call, but you oh, can that's cool. go in and out, and you can still hear like what's going on in the main thing. Are you serious? Yeah. So I had like... So it's like a wedding. You can like go from table to table. I mean, that's it's exactly right for this kind of yeah. thing, right? And so I had like a... You were flitting around from room to room. It's exactly what I did. I had the like main camera was just like a it was you know during sunset so it was just like the sunset view of the backyard with like some jimmy buffett playing and uh and then you know that gets all like mute you know you can still hear it a little bit you can turn it off if you want um but yeah then you can just go in chat with people be like okay i'm gonna go talk to some other people now leave the little group chat connect up with another one that's so much better than having 40, 60 people on the same screen the whole time, right? Because then yeah. it's like one person trying to talk or it, it doesn't, it's totally different. Yeah, it just different. doesn't work. Totally different, yeah. Uh, yeah, so it's great yeah. for like mimicking a sort of reception. I, I really liked it. Um, and it works perfectly for this. But so like I'm going around and I have sent, you know, 30 cocktail recipes and rum to everybody in there. And so everybody's toasting their drinks. They're all proud. They've made their drinks. Yeah. And they're like, Jen, what are you drinking? I'm like, well... Normally, I would make myself a drink, but they had 32-ounce tubs of frozen raspberry <laughs> daiquiris tonight. This is my third one, and I'm having a really good time <laughs> drinking this drink. We got one tub each, which is... <laughs> we we should have split one, because that is a lot, right? I mean, we just put... We did not drink both. We put one in the freezer. I know. That was but basically full. It was real good. I, I mean, splitting one of those tubs would be like a... 
you probably wouldn't want to drive after that, but it would be right on the border. Oh. It is a good way to spend an evening splitting a 32-ounce tub of frozen milk. And it was, yeah, I mean, I liked it because it was sweet. So there you go. They're they're very good. So, yeah. So we're having kind of homemade. These daiquiris are uh, one of these pina coladas that I made are very good. Yeah. But we're totally getting them out of the slushy machine tomorrow. Yeah, these are like nat, like fresh and with real pineapple. And these are real good. Yeah. But there's something to be said for just a junky, you know, yeah, slushy is. machine too. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Um, so anyway, there you go. That's the cocktail of the week. The pi- if you want to make a pina colada, um, it's just like get frozen pineapple, cream of coconut, which is not coconut cream. Cream of coconut is sweetened. You can get it. Um, usually it's like in the Mexican aisle at the grocery store. Uh, and then rum, basically. I I put in like a little splash of lime juice, but that's it. You just stick it in your blender. Very easy to make. Uh, yeah, it's very good. I'm having a good time with this drink tonight <laughs> I, I, I had got out these like we have these tiki mugs and i was like oh i'll put them in the tiki mugs and it filled the tiki mugs like a quarter of the, the way tiki mugs are probably 32 <laughs> freaking ounces your dad's like what's up with the mugs because we're not drinking from them I'm like yeah they didn't fill it up i'm like i should have made more except for, like each of these has two ounces of rum in it which is a yeah. strong drink so, so i would have been dead i would have been laid out on the floor dead if i, I had don't, six ounces not immediately <laughs> Anyway, there you go. That's the cocktail of the week. Uh, yeah. Yeah, you for pina coladas. It's good. All right. Uh, let's see. Dog updates. Guac, uh, doing good. Still has not been scratching at his incision. They put a. They slapped a big bandaid on his on his tum. It's kind of like a glued on a, a gauze pad, basically. Yeah. Or like but a single layer of gauze. But it's real tidy, and it it covered the whole thing. If he had been trying to lick it, he wouldn't have been able to get at his staples through yeah. that, which is good. Luckily, he hasn't been interested. But it also protects from grass and from, you know, other things. But it, it's slowly coming off, I guess. Yeah, which is what it's supposed to do. Yeah. It's great, though. I don't know why more dogs don't come home with those over things. It's been awesome. Yeah. But he's been just remarkably mellow. I, I thought we'd have to have drugs and stuff to keep him calm, and he's been great. Yeah, he doesn't. You've taken him for walks, and he kind of doesn't want to walk too much. I mean, he's a little banged up. Yeah, 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 he doesn't act like he's in pain. But we start going for the walk, and normally I can. I mean, he runs five miles with me, and then also goes for more walks. And we get like halfway down the block, and he's kind of looking at me like, "Can we maybe go back now?" And we do. So lost some core strength. Yeah. Yeah, um, but he's doing good. So next week, um, probably Tuesday. I've got to make the appointment, but probably Tuesday. We'll take him and get the staples out. He's got, I mean, he's got a zipper. I mean, there's a lot of staples. <laughs> Big, that, long that looks like a zipper. Uh, but yeah, he's been doing great. Any licking has just been on the like other shaved parts that just are, you know, I think a little it, it chafed. Is, it is amazing the times we live in where they can just cut him open, open up his stomach, reach in there, grab the Brillo pad, take it out, sew everything up, and a week later he's, I mean, you, you, I forget that he that he's had yeah. this major surgery. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's recovering great. It's nice having a young dog like this. Yeah, that just is fine. Yeah, we because the older dogs it doesn't heal as well. It just does take longer. There's a lot more risk. It's yep. I mean, Queso didn't eat for two weeks after her. Yeah, foreign object was removed. Guac has no problem eating. No, he's great. Uh, he's back in the sink. He's back on his bullshit. <laughs> yeah, he did. Uh, he did. We caught him licking a plate in the sink. So the zapper has arrived, but it needs a nine volt battery, which like 
we don't have. So I keep forgetting to get it, but it's on my grocery list. Tomorrow I'm going grocery shopping. I'm going to buy the nine volt battery. Things been on your list the last two trips. Too. I know, but they've been trips for running. So I'd have to like specially no. stop at a store that's full of infectious little plague rats. <laughs> and I've decided to wait until I'm just throwing myself into the nest of infectious plague rats to yes. get the battery along with everything else. Um, so that's going to be deployed. I also, I didn't tell JR Dad this, but I ordered from Etsy um, a sink cover. So it's like a cutting board that goes over. Oh, this is like the Gorley thing for his cat where you just, you, you're blocking up, clogging, blocking the entire opening of the sink. So I have no idea what the Gorley thing is for his cat, but yes, it is a wood thing that goes over the sink and it's exactly the size of our sink. Um, I ordered it on Etsy. Cool. It looks like a cutting board, so it looks nice. Yeah. 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 So it's. It'll be good because, like now, when we when I make dinner, <laughs> like ah, the things we do, Jem is much like of the dishes and stuff into the microwave, and then <laughs> into the microwave. If I have not used the oven, put the stuff in the oven. Just like any place that I can close it off, so he can't get it. But he'll, you know, he was licking a plate in there. So uh, anyway, that'll be good. So we can have like the dirty dishes in the sink, and then just put that thing over. Yeah, before the top. I knew this was a thing, I. Tried to microwave something once, and there were like three dishes in there, and two <laughs> glasses, and a half-empty can of spaghetti sauce, and it was a. I, I closed it again. I just closed the door again. <laughs> That's not true. Dude, I that ran, everything. ran away. <laughs> uh, so yeah, guac is doing good. Swizz is now up to her full twice a day doses of antidepressants. Nothing is better yet, but no, it's still, only been two weeks. She still cycles in and out. She's still real anxious. Like, you know, if I go to another room, she shows right up and checks where, where I went. Yeah. And can't. I mean, she's yeah. exactly the same. But I, I did check. So it takes two weeks just to kind of get to a stable level in their bloodstream. Um, and then I was looking at, you know, just some people who have had it. And it sounds like it takes a month or two before it really starts impacting their behavior. <laughs> this seems like it's going to get straight. And then sometimes it takes two years before the behavior really <laughs> gets modified. And if she's not better yeah. <laughs> in two months, we're going to switch her, try try something else. Sure. Um, but anyway, so, but the good news is that she's not having any side effects. Right. She maybe does seem a little more affectionate. Like, I, I feel like she's been a little more engaged with me. Like, she kind of wags more when I come over, wants to be pet a little bit more. So that's nice but i would really yeah. like her to stop barking it's still time. it's still hit or miss we've we've had some meals where we could she's only barked a couple times but we're definitely on edge the whole time to make sure she doesn't like freak out when, and that's, when we're look, eating in front of her it's only because i'm throwing her nugs of food yeah well, that definitely helps yeah yeah it's not like we eat and she only barks twice we eat, and I am constantly distracting her by feeding her food, and then she only barks twice. Yeah, me too. Yeah. So, so. yeah. Uh. Um, but anyway, that's that. Um, everybody else is good. I don't think any big updates on anyone. Yeah. Chief Brody's adorable when he plays on his back with his toy. Love that dog. I mean, that's so cute. Mm. He, he gets these times when he just wants to grab a toy and play with it it's so weird squeaking in his mouth yeah he's not but he's feet. not tugging with another dog he's yeah. not dropping a ball and growling at it like this Glock. big weirdo yeah uh he just wants to play with his have a little toy and put it in front of his own face yeah <laughs> it's a strange <laughs> little thing it's very very cute it's so good 
Yeah. So yeah, the dogs are all good. Yep. Um, the other kind of news is that Golden Ratio commencement is tomorrow, or I guess probably today. Because oh, I, I hadn't noticed. Oh my god, man, is it had it's been so much work. You projects, man. You like projects. I know. And then there's always a part where I'm like, I don't know how I'm gonna get through this project, and that has been the last two days where I have recorded all three thousand names. Yeah, we'd be a pretty good size university if we were a, yeah. a university no kidding i mean three thousand grads per class we'd have about ten thousand undergrads that's a good size university yeah we could have a good football team oh yeah <laughs> i always like when we do our graduation i know the guy who reads all the names um so like we make our students like they have a little index card that has their name oops sorry and they're supposed to like write down pronunciation guides and then as you come up onto the stage, you hand your card to the guy who's reading Oh, wow. And, and he reads it as you walk across. That, that's all stuff. the prep he has. I mean, he has a list of people ahead of time. But, man, I'm always like, Jeff, I, I am just so impressed with how you get all these names right. We have, like, a lot of Indian students. And on one hand, Indian names are easy because they're pronounced exactly like they're written, but they're very long, which is hard for English speakers to read because we want to just look at the whole word and say it. Yeah. Um, and he always, he does such a good job with all of these names. And he's always just like, I mean, yeah, I just read the names. And I literally <laughs> yeah, just today, read the names. Today, I'm like, so I, I had sort of gotten into a rhythm with like one computer recording, like doing the slideshow. The other computer had like the pronunciation guide that I had asked for. And, and I was getting pretty good because they, they perfectly matched up. And then I'd get to something and I'd be like, Ray and then I'd pause and I'd be like, oh, it's just friggin' Rachel. Except they tried to write it out phonetically. <laughs> and I'm just looking so closely at like the phonetics. phonetics. Yeah. And then some people wrote it out like with dictionary phonetics, oh, like no. schwas and stuff. I'm like, this is not how you write stuff out for people on. I don't know. I don't like, speak schwa. <laughs> that's right. I want you to write it out like it rhymes with this. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. The funniest thing. There's is, no D. That I saw a lot is if it was, if there was, if knee was in there, so like brainy, say your name is brainy. Yeah. They'd write that out like B-R-A-Y hyphen K-N-E-E. <laughs> <laughs> Which like, I get that that's the word, but if you're reading on the radio, I'm going to say knee. <laughs> that was in there well, over and over. You need a pronunciation guide for knee. I mean, that's clearly, <laughs> there's another level then. Yes. I mean, I think it's a thing where like I, you know, I, whatever, grew up, like I learned to do this on the radio where they have, they're very good at writing out the, the pronunciation so you can just read it right off the page and you don't need to think about it. Um, and, you know, when I asked people how to pronounce stuff, you know, there, some people wrote paragraphs. On their pronunciation? Yeah. Oh, well, that, you know, maybe it helps you remember it more. There's a story behind it. If it. You know, if it were just them or I were trying to remember, it's great. But when I'm reading through, like, all right, I'm, I'm going to read these thousand names and then I will have a cupcake. I cannot get up from this table until I read these thousand names. And I want to do it with as, the smallest number of breaks possible. And then I'm like, I don't know how to say that name. And I looked at the phonetic column and there's like a paragraph there with a story and like a photo a lot of emojis in there <laughs> that like, doesn't help the last name is spelled b a e k u r and then there's just a picture of a chef because it's 
Baker. Baker. Oh, Baker. Man, oh, that's too much that's thinking. Not, that's not. That's too good. much thinking. No. Uh, and then you're like ratatouille. What? No. Yeah, no. Uh, so anyway, I got it done. It was, I mean, nine to three. Your mouth got a today. little mushy. It did. Uh, I'm really sorry if I mispronounced your names. There's some. I'm sure someone's gonna be like, "How the hell did she mispronounce like my very basic first name?" And it's because like I read three thousand names in two days, and it was extremely trying. It's and some people didn't give you their pronunciation because they said, "I think it doesn't matter," it doesn't or matter. "I trust you," which is great, but that's a lot of responsibility for you. There, there was there were two people actually who were like, "It doesn't matter." And then I looked, and they were both from deaf schools. One was from a high school oh. for the deaf, and one was from Gallaudet. And I'm like, you know what? It's right. It does not matter. Like, uh, so that was fine. Uh, and we are. I have asked someone to do an ASL interpretation. Um, they were going to try to get it done today. So we'll see. Hopefully, we'll have it to include tomorrow. But it was like really short notice for the for the speech, not for the names. Um, but anyway, yeah. It's going to be epic. It's, it's going to be freaking epic. It's great. So we've got like a little video and... Uh, Wish I could graduate again. I, I mean, I can put you in there. not graduate <laughs> for a graduation. You put me in there? No, I mean, not. I haven't done any of the work. <laughs> These people have all done the work. So uh, anyway, it should be pretty cool. I'm very glad with how well it came together. Um, like even the opening little part, like I did my little graduation. It's not a real commencement speech. It's just like a little five minute, like GR mom life advice, but I'm wearing a fancy costume. Um, but I put in a couple other things that I hadn't anticipated that I think are really nice. So I think it's going to be good. Everybody's very excited. Um, and I would like to take this opportunity to thank everybody who helped with it. First, all the people who donated money because it was a, pretty expensive proposition to do everything we did like we printed 3,000 graduation cards we had to buy envelopes we had to buy labels to address them we had to buy postage for all of them including a lot of international postage I mean it was thousands of dollars just to do that um, and then little things like we commissioned some artwork from different people um, the Golden Ratio University seal that went on the podium that I bought you know the cheapest podium on Amazon but still like that was it's nice just to be able to go like, this would be way, it would look much more serious if I had like a podium and a seal and to be like, that'll cost $120 and be like, I have $120 because people donated, you know, a few people donated bigger amounts, like close to $100, but a lot of people donated like $3, $5, and it just all added up where it covered, it pretty much exactly covered everything. Postage. Postage was the big one, Yeah. Um, but all the other, there were just a bunch of other like little expenses that came up and it was so nice to not go, especially now, right? Where it's like, you know, I've lost three quarters of my annual income with all the COVID stuff or, you know, what I would be making now. Um, we're fine. But yeah. It's, it's, you're lucky you can make good drinks. Otherwise I'd be like, <laughs> man, I thought she was all rich. <laughs> I mean, she's still rich. But <laughs> We're doing just fine, uh, but all of our disposable yeah. income has gone away. All of our disposable income went into Guac's Brillo removal. Yeah, that... Guaco. Uh, that depleted the reserve fund a little bit. Um, no more Brillos. But, like, I am definitely stressing out about amounts of money that I normally wouldn't because, you know, I'm just not making anywhere close to what I normally would. And so... 
to not stress at all if it's like this is a hundred dollars or you know the postage is three thousand dollars fine i don't i don't have to worry about that because everybody donated so um there were so many donations i mean there were hundreds and hundreds of donations um that i couldn't email everyone to say thank you for the donations but i don't want you to think that i don't appreciate them uh it has been amazing like so we had for example i we had three thousand cards to mail and I stuffed cards into envelopes and applied stickers and stamps for about three hours, and I was got about 200 done. And I was like, this is going to kill me. Like, this is going to be the only thing I do. And then I'm like, can people please help me mail? And I'll send you 250 of each thing, right? 250 addresses and envelopes and cards and stamps, and you just stuff those and send them out. And I got tons of people volunteering, but it costs like 25 bucks to ship boxes of the stuff to each of them. And that's the kind of thing that like the donations just let me go like, okay, like I can still do my regular job and not give it up to stuff envelopes. Um, it just is going to cost some money to do this. And we had enough for that. So um, huge thanks to everybody who donated money because the last two weeks, as those cards have been getting mailed out, I get like a dozen messages a day from graduates who are like, I am crying. Like this is literally the only tangible thing I have received to recognize my graduation and everything sucks and this is just the best thing to come back to. Now you don't uh, need a lame speech from Barack Obama when you graduate. You want a freaking card <laughs> from the GR4. It's uh, It has made a lot of people really happy and we yeah. only could do that. Like We wouldn't have been able to afford to do that for everybody on our own and so um, we are, all of us, all the graduates and us are very grateful to everyone who donated for that. Um, and then to everybody who helped. So the logistics of this were crazy. Like I knew sort of what I wanted it to look like. And I have like the basic necessary skills of like video and audio production to do it. But like, okay, so like hey, we have this list of graduates and I need to, I want to have like a little kind of card, you know, slide for each of them that's got like their picture and their school logo and their name and their college and whatever uh man how am i gonna do that like i could think of some ways and I'm like someone's like oh i know how to do that in like indesign or illustrator like i can just merge stuff in and she she spent hours and hours like generating three thousand title cards for me that i could just like plunk into a slideshow it's gonna look really good i mean it looks amazing right you've seen side it. side note this is awesome it looks really good uh, but then I also had to download logos for everybody's college that I could find and download all the pictures. A lot of them, like I can write a script to download spoilers. pictures. Spoilers, they're going to be all surprised. I told no. everybody that it was going to be on there. And I just asked for a picture, but we weren't using it for anything. No. Wait, what? <laughs> I mean, I asked everybody for a link to a picture. Uh, and so, like, yeah. I could not... It, with the way that people shared them in all kinds of crazy ways, it's not like I could just download them. So I, I was like, could people please help me with this? Like, uh, I just need you, like, here's a spreadsheet and a link. Could you just like take a screenshot if you can't save the picture and like rename it for me? 200 people came in and I mean, it was done like in an hour and people like finding the logos and like, I mean, just stupid stuff. Like they need to be 500 pixels square on each side. So like, if they're not, like, you maybe have to resize them. You maybe need to, like, change the canvas size and, like, put a 
space around it. Like none of it's hard, but to do it for whatever, 1500 different universities, uh, you know, we couldn't find it for all of them, but for the ones that we could, like it was so much work and there were just tons of people who put in hours and hours of work to find all this stuff and make it look like really nice and official and, you know, to, I didn't want it to be a joke, right? I wanted to really honor the accomplishments of people who aren't getting a ceremony. And that right. means like putting work into making it look good. Graphic designers who, like I didn't do any of the art myself, like graphic designers made all of that. Um, it was a ton of work from a lot of people that made it happen because it, it couldn't have been that otherwise. So it's just so nice to like have, to be like, you know, this idea hatched early in quarantine when it's like, oh, all these graduations are getting canceled. Let's do something to give, you know, so people have something to look forward to, to give back. I I thought it was going to be 200 people, right? I didn't think it was going to be this big. Um, I had no idea how it was going to do it. And then to just have like one, that many, you know, 3000 people who are like, I would like you to celebrate my graduation, like this huge thing, like that's amazing. And then to have you know, over a thousand people either donate money or donate time and work really hard on this um, to make this cool thing for all of you. Like, it, that has been a very cool experience. So we're very pleased with it. It looks really good. Yeah, I, I, did, I haven't done anything. I've, I've been, like, cleaning up he keeps saying while, that. you, while you're doing all the work. I mean, I have done more of the work, but you've definitely, uh-huh. you've definitely helped. No, I work on the back end. Yeah. I help, uh, I help the people who actually do the work. <laughs> well, it turned out really good, so we're super excited. Um, those are, this, this podcast will go out before that, so the, we have uh, a few different videos. So there's one, they all have the same opening and speech and everything, and then just the names that are being read are different in each video. So we have one for just high school students, um, and then the universities are broken into uh, three different chunks just to make it a little by faster. university alphabetical hang on i gotta tend the guac yeah so we grouped i mean i th- i think this is pretty cool like we grouped people by university so um like university of maryland at college park my university um i think we've probably got 20 graduates from college park on there so they're all together we're doing an alphabetical by university so you get to see all the other people from your school who signed up for or it. secretly fans of the GR4. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, th- I think it's fun that you get to, you know, you're kind of graduating with like your little class, like you get yeah, grouped with cool. a major or something. Um, yeah, we've got a program that's going to come out that somebody put together. They did a ton of work on that too. This is going to be really cool, guys. Yeah, it's going to be great. So we're very, I'm, I'm just so pleased it all came together. Like it was a lot of work and, uh, you know, a lot of work by me, but also a lot of other people who helped and, it all has come together. Like it's basically done. So noon Friday, all those videos, every video is going to be posted at the same time. So there's not, it's not a live stream, right? It's just the videos being posted on YouTube. I'll tweet out the links to them. Um, and I'm going to have a, a few different social media threads. So like graduates can, you know, post pictures of themselves in their gowns or show off their caps or, you know, show us pictures of their dissertations, whatever. I'm going to have threads for people to like congratulate them. And so it should be a, a fun little online party tomorrow. It's good. Yeah. You guys did all the work. Yeah. I mean, nice work graduating, you guys. I know it. Uh, everything is not the way that it should be, but 
you did a lot of work. All the more impressive that you yeah. dragged it across the finish line. That's that, right. you, that you managed it to the, to the goal line, whatever the analogy is. Totally. Uh, yeah, so there you go. All right, dear dad, we have two very good conch life stories this week. Would you like to do the uh, car chase or the flare gun first? The car chase, because it's kind of a throwback. I mean, the, the side comment is there's been a lot less reported crime because there haven't been as many tourists and people don't drink as much when they're in lockdown. When the or at least, are closed. At least they don't have to go out in public <laughs> when they're drunk. Yeah, people may just be passing out in their own homes, but that doesn't <laughs> quite provoke the same response from uh, from the authorities. Indeed. And because okay. yeah, somebody said, has there been any biting recently? Or oh, why, yeah. Is there less biting? Well, probably is less biting. Yeah. Yeah. D- disappointing in some ways, but probably better for the world. Stop biting people. And so far, so good. All right. So this is a story from, uh, I mean, this happened yesterday, I think. Man arrested after fleeing from deputies. A 46-year-old Summerlin key man, which is two keys up from us, He was arrested early Wednesday morning, so early in the morning of the 13th, after leading deputies on a high-speed chase from Big Pine Key to Marathon. I'm shaking my head. He should know better. He's local. Big Pine Key is kind of the last of the lower keys, and then Marathon is like on the way to Miami. It's the next one. So from Big Big Pine Key, you go, you know, over a few other kind of uninhabited islands, and across the Seven Mile Bridge... And then you get into marathons. Which is kind of like, you have no options when you're on the bridge. There, nope. There's no turnoffs. There's nope. no places to hide. You're, <laughs> you're going to come out seven miles at the other end. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Chad Harold Hindenach. Could have used a pronunciation guide. Yeah, you know, it's like Schindenach. Hindenach. It rhymes with Schindenach. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what some of them would have said. I'm like, hmm. Okay, Chad. Chad was charged with fleeing and eluding, (laughs) reckless driving, DUI, shocker, and using a license plate registered to a different vehicle. Shady. At midnight 54, Deputy Zachary Eason saw a white Chevrolet Express van. Creeper van. This is a creeper van, isn't it? Yeah. Traveling at approximately 100 miles per hour northbound on Route 1 near mile marker 32 on Big Pine Key. That's too fast, man. The speed limit on Big Pine Key at night is 35 miles an hour. And you know why? Because there's those little deer roaming around there, and this guy's a super jerk they for eat speeding there. right on the side of the road. Yeah, he's going to whack a deer, and that's unforgivable. Then it's not a funny story anymore. It's also a felony and a $10,000 fine because they are an endangered species. They should, they should like, jail the people. Put them in zoos. Yeah. All right, well, the van wouldn't slow down. Deputy Eason followed him, turned off, and then eventually turned off his lights and sirens because they're like, dude's cray. He's going to crash into something. And I don't want to um, make it worse. Yeah, that's very responsible. And also, well, where is he going to go? <laughs> yeah, there's only one way to go because there's only one road. Deputy's like, I'll just, you know what I have? I have this, this fancy thing called a radio. Deputy Guerra who we've talked about before, he responded to the Big Pine Key Fishing fishing Lodge, uh, which is kind of the very end of Big Pine Key before you start heading towards Marathon. It's like the... Or the bridge. was that mile bridge? Yeah. yeah. It's, it's kind of right at the end there. Um, it, so he responds to the Fishing Lodge roughly at the same time. After a security guard, they reported a white van just smashed a gate lock used to store bicycles. Like, just 
like a teamed it or i mean it was just like ah, i'm going through the gate now <laughs> i mean i guess <laughs> The guard stated the van, which matched this other one, fled the scene at a high rate of speed when the guard confronted him. That's his jam, high rate of speed. Yeah. Okay. So that's like mile marker 32, 33. Yeah. Uh, Deputy Megan Faison waited for the van at mile marker 47. That's on the other side of the, the seven bridge. mile bridge. That's the very end of the bridge. Now, here's the thing about the seven mile bridge. It's 55 miles an hour. That's as fast as you can go in the keys. That's the speed limit on the bridge. As soon as you exit the bridge in Marathon, so you're going northbound, the speed limit drops to 35. It's a bit of a speed trap. <laughs> I mean, because no... I think you add a lane and the speed drops. It does, yeah. It's a little bit, yeah. But also, it's cray. The bridge is two lanes, right? One lane in each direction mm-hmm. and, a, and a shoulder, not a separate walkway. Yeah. And people walk and people bike walk on the bridge. Them. I mean, it's a... You, there's a good reasons why there should be you should be careful on that bridge. It's not a freeway. And like right at the end there, where the speed limit drops, the there's a park like where you can walk on the old bridge. And so there's going to be a lot of people turning in and out of crossing there. the road, right? Going to the like that that yeah the sunset turn bar. off there to the bar. I mean, people yeah. like are walking across the street. Ugh. Yeah, yeah. But you think some dude's going to, like, take a left turn so he can, like, walk across the old bridge. He's going to stop at the end of that bridge. So it makes sense that it's 35. But it's just important to know that it suddenly drops to 35. So Megan, sitting there right at the end of the bridge, probably at the entrance to that park, waiting. Uh, Guy comes over the bridge, traveling faster than 80 miles an hour. So I guess he maxed out her speed gun. Probably maxing out his white van, too. Deputy Bragham es- estimated the van was traveling 70 miles an hour in a 35 mile an hour. Oh, this is a different deputy. Okay. So Deputy Faison, who's waiting at the end of the bridge, attempts to stop the van, but it speeds off faster. Yeah. Okay. So then eventually a little further into Marathon, another deputy sees the van. It's going about 70 miles an hour at that point. Uh, that guy tries to stop the van it speeds up again to about 100 miles an hour still in the 35 mile an hour zone even further down uh, still on marathon sergeant lisette quintero deploys spike strips freaking love spike strips (laughs) (laughs) so my family used to watch cops all the time when i was growing up you are kind of damaged with it i have have seen a lot of episodes of cops stop resisting stop resisting I do say that sometimes, yeah. especially as, to the dogs. As you're dogs. like beating one of the dogs and <laughs> putting the dog in the shower. Stop resisting! I do. Uh, I mean, cops is problematic, but it is an important part of my upbringing and childhood. And uh, deploying the spike strips is just like the coolest thing. <laughs> Man, I love those. So, uh, they use them here in the Keys a lot because there's only one road. <laughs> so it does make it easy to get people... Uh, I think especially in Marathon, there's a lot of deflating of tires with spike strips around the bridge. Yeah. Uh, so they deploy the spike strips right near the sheriff's office substation in Marathon. They deflate three of the van's four tires. It continued to flee. We've had this before. Those like They wreck the tires, but then people just ride Everybody on the rims. Everybody keeps driving on the rims. That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, it's rare that it's like, oh, no, my tire popped. I'll stop. They're, yeah. They're I guess committed if you're that, that far. Point. Yeah, if you're that far gone, you're... Uh, you're fine. The van struck the curb multiple times as, as it approached 55th Street. It turned on, appeared to make a stop before turning into the Tom Thumb gas station where... where 
Okay, where Guac unplugged the recording equipment. Sorry yeah, about that. It was not even technical difficulties. That's This is Guac, pr- guac. problems. Guac problems. We laid on the c- cords and severed all the connections. Okay, so Van pulls into the Tom Thumb. There's a deputy waiting there. Other deputies quickly arrived. Why are all your tires popped, sir? <laughs> the driver was arrested at gunpoint. Hindenbach could face additional charges. Hindenbach was taken to jail. Yeah, I mean, it's... That, I, it would be interesting to hear the backstory. He was drunk. He was he, rampaging drunk. He did get charged with DUI. Well, yeah. So uh, there you go. All right. Here's our other story. This other one's good, too. Yeah, this one's from Monday. Man and woman arrested after flare gun incident. <laughs> How old are these people? Well, a 79-year-old Kajo Key man was arrested Friday night after shooting a flare gun multiple times at a victim attempting to serve civil process slash legal papers. Yeah, have you ever seen Dog the Bounty Hunter? No, it's not the Bounty Hunter. It's a process server, but it's the same kind same of same kind of thing. Flexible work environment. A 75-year-old female at the residence was also charged with resisting arrest. Stop resisting! Okay. William James Nash, 79, was charged with aggravated assault with a firearm and use of a firearm while under the influence of alcohol. Shocker. Well, he was in his house. 75-year-old Carol Harwood was charged with resisting arrest and battery. Okay. (laughs) This is movie or episode worthy at least all right so two deputies show up to this house at 8 20 p.m and we looked it up this is like a typical normal keys house no yeah. uh they show up at 8 20 p.m regarding a shots fired call so 8 20 p.m the sun has set but it's not totally dark yet yeah the sun just went down at, at yeah. about eight yeah yeah uh, they find an irate woman, later identified as Harwood, that 75-year-old. The resistor. Yelling at a man who stated he and another female victim were both attempting to serve legal papers at the residence. So this, this woman, Harwood, the 75-year-old woman, is screaming at a couple who have both arrived to serve the papers. Right. Um, she just keeps, cops up, she just keeps screaming at him. The male victim so the guy who's trying to serve the papers stated that she charged him and then fell down prior to the deputies arriving uh she harwood 75 year old refused to follow orders and pulled away when deputies attempted to detain her that's where they yell that's, Stop resisting. that's resisting yep okay the male suspect nash the 79 year old came down the stairs with his arms raised so this is like our house it's elevated and so there's a front an outdoor front staircase that comes from the front door so he comes down those stairs with his hands in the air he admitted to shooting the male victim with a flare gun (laughs) he also admitted to drinking earlier that night the female victim stated that she and her male colleague were attempting to serve the papers when harwood met the male victim at the stairs and became combative so this is the woman she's Mm. at the stairs she starts screaming at them trying to serve papers the male victim moved away back to his vehicle when nash the 79 year old dude appears on the balcony and shot a flare gun at both victims the male process server then drew his legally concealed firearm and pointed it at nash the 79 year old with the flare gun while telling him to cease firing more flares were fired. I was going to say, he did not cease he firing. Did not cease firing. <laughs> Each narrowly missing the male victim. One flare bounced off the hood of the victim's vehicle. This is like, it. it's crazy stuff. The male victim did not fire his weapon during the incident. He held Nash at gunpoint until deputies arrived. 
I mean, good for him for having, yeah. you know, you know, weapon discipline or whatever it's called. Deputy White viewed cell phone video footage of the incident recorded by the male victim, and it corroborated the victim's version of events. If I'm serving papers, you damn well bet I'm going to videotape that whole thing. Yeah. Uh, the resident still smelled of gunpowder. <laughs> Weren't there empty flare cartridges upstairs just littering the balcony? That guy had just been popping away. The flare gun and multiple empty flare casings were recovered by deputies <laughs> from the residence. Nash and Harwood were taken to jail. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> the guy came down with his arms up. He really, he knew he screwed yeah, up. Yeah, shot the guy. It's really trying to shoot, catch him on fire. <laughs> I can totally see this. Like they, you know, the process people pull into the driveway, and the crazy seventy-five-year-old ladies down the stairs. You get I mean, away, and you don't have no right, and this is all bullshit. I'm thinking of a particular neighbor of ours who I'm totally could be have some mental pictures. Even like this at them, and then the dude comes out, eighty-year-old dude, basically, he's like, with this flare gun. I guess it's already on. I gotta, I gotta protect my. Oh, I think he's more angry than that. My wife, and you know, or whoever this is, and. He's just the male version of the crazy lady. Yeah. You get out of here. Pew, pew. The guy pulls a gun gun, like stop firing. And you're like, screw you. Pew, pew. That's where I think it gets a little bit nutty. Like someone's pointing a gun at me and I have a flare gun. That's like a knife to a gunfight. I mean, you're, 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 that's just ridiculous. The guy was way hammered. <laughs> your dad was like, well, to your mom, this wouldn't really scare you since you are familiar with doing this with Roman candles. <laughs> so my family would have Roman candle fights. On, I think we've talked about this on the podcast. Uh, I got hit with a couple balls. And didn't you all like wear thick shirts and stuff during these no. fights? No. Shorts and t-shirts. And that was a mistake. Yeah. No, protective gear. That would have been cheating. cheating. Wussing out. <laughs> I did catch the curtains on fire one time. <laughs> Shot into the house. Yeah. We, I've, Yeah. Yeah. We've anyway. all had we've all had pyromaniac pyromanic experiences when we were little. I I definitely caught stuff on fire. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh okay, there you go. That's the taste of the keys. Dear Dad, do you have a German word of the week for us? Yeah, it's nothing super fancy. Abschlussfeier is the German word for graduation party. Oh. Abschluss is the, the graduation the end cap, the end Schluss uh, is Close. Abschluss is like the closed ending. Clo you know, you sort of end. I'm just something. breaking it into ab and schluss. Abschließen means to lock up. Mm -hmm. So it's like the closing the door on your on your educational career. That's cool. Yeah, Abschlussfeier. The cheesy thing to say in graduation speeches, which I don't remember if I said in ours, is that commencement actually means the beginning. So your dad just rolled his eyes at me. I roll my eyes every time somebody says it. Sophomore means wise fool. <laughs> okay. With that, uh, <laughs> thank you all for joining us. Thank you to everybody who helped with graduation. We hope you like it tomorrow. And until next week, don't bite anyone unless they ask you to. I am a lucky guy. Yeah, don't you bite are. anyone unless they ask you to. Bye. Bye.